This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here this, here this, right now. Welcome. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut your shame up. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right. Look back. Thanks. Day to the year. Yeah, a little, little rainy outside. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not yeah. been the best day. <laughs> yes, how long before we were sick of the rain? I, I give you today. Well, I actually said that on Friday, so yeah. it took me one day. One day? Yeah. I was fine until today. Was it Friday or Thursday that it started raining? I think it was Friday. Yeah, I was sick of it in one day. Yeah, I was fine, and then, uh, you know, this weekend the sun came out a little bit, but, uh, boy, I woke up this morning and the... You know, the dogs know that like, we start the day with a walk. Like, we wake up, we get some food, and then we go out. So once they hear me up and, uh, and running around, I felt bad because they got all whipped up, and I took one look outside, and I looked at them. I was like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, boys. Not happening today. Lay down. Here's a bone. We ain't going anywhere. I'm not walking in that. Well, uh, let's do our college football weekend walnuts here. Let's do it. Because we have a stock watch coming up next, followed by In the News. Followed by hot five at five. Action. Followed by hot NFL talk. Action packed, Pee Wee. Action packed. Always so much to get to. Um, it's interesting. Uh, the other big game. So Oregon UCLA was really the feature game this week, mm-hmm. and uh, Oregon passed that test. The other one was uh, Syracuse Clemson. Syracuse had them, and they just ran out of juice. This is a matter of it's just attrition. So was it twenty one to ten? I think it was twenty one ten, yeah, at one point. And, and they lost twenty seven twenty one. They didn't score in the second half. And Jeez. some of that was I really thought and I you know me, I, I hate the I hate the ref thing. But boy, it sure felt like if I was a Syracuse fan, there were many reasons they lost that game because I watched that whole thing. Boy, I, I if I'm a Syracuse fan, it certainly felt like the ACC wanted Clemson to win that game. There was back-to-back calls where Syracuse had put a stop to the Clemson had switched quarterbacks and they had it like third and 23 and Clemson kind of got a, like he shoved him out of bounds on, on third down, their quarterback. It wasn't anything bad, but they called it the very next drive. The same thing happened to Syracuse, even worse, no flag. There was just some of those where you're like, Oh my God. But I think what you saw there in the second half was Syracuse had a nose tackle that was a walk on. 
that was 5'11", like 260 pounds. Oh. He looked like a little kid out there. And this, like, eventually some Syracuse started getting some defensive injuries. Some of the, the, some of the, uh, the guys just started to wear down. And, and as you got to the end of that game, they just didn't have the, the horsepower. And Clemson eventually, the tackles that were being made in the first three quarters, Clemson started breaking those. And the depth and just the overall athleticism. But Syracuse had them. And, so, they, and they let them get so away. So Clemson benches their quarterback. Yep. And they win. They win. Possibly one of their biggest games of the year. And now they have the clearest path to the playoff. Yes. Unfortunately for... And the ACC officials are on their side. Great. <laughs> this is great. Well, un- unfortunately for the Pac-12, look, whoever ends up winning this, right, whether it's SC, Oregon, UCLA, you may run into a, a real problem here in that you know the SEC and the Big Ten are getting in. Just book it. Clemson has Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, and South Carolina left, and then the ACC title game. It is by far the easiest path. And if Clemson is undefeated, and by most accounts they will be, it leaves one spot open. And now you start talking about, is it a one-loss Michigan-Ohio State? Is it a one-loss Alabama team? Or is it TCU if they go undefeated? You know, it's the just... Horn frogs. You just might find yourself squeezed out of sync. I know there's a lot of football left to be played, but... You were really hoping that that someone was going to knock off uh, Clemson, and I, I I feel like that was the best opportunity. And Syracuse just ran out of juice. So TCU has won four straight games over top twenty opponents. Yes, they beat Kansas State over the weekend. They were ranked in the top twenty, and they have no ranked teams left. Nope. If you, but they're going to have to play the the They'll title play game. The Big Twelve, and who that will may, that be? Oklahoma State. Probably Oklahoma State. Um, and if, they've already beat them once. They've already beat them. If you. If you took the frogs, if you took the the stickers off the helmets, right, and we didn't have the perceived notion of of what anyone was coming in, and we just looked at resumes, <laughs> look, TCU's has a really really good one, you know, and that like you said, they have wins over at the time, top twenty Oklahoma, top twenty Kansas, top ten Oklahoma State, and and what top fifteen sixteen Kansas State. It's a hell of a resume, and I don't know when we're gonna start taking them seriously, but. They're already through the toughest part of their schedule. So. West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, Iowa State left to go. Yeah, they'll slip up. One would think. It's, and you know how we, it gets in November. We do this every year where we start, you know, saying, well, you know, this team can go undefeated. But when you're not athletically superior the way Ohio State or Clemson or some of these teams are, you're not really upset proof. And you can. You can get these weird, funky games in November on the road. I mean, God, no one knows this more than Oregon. Or, you know, Stanford. How many times have we seen this in the Pac-12 where it looks like a Pac-12 team is destined to make a college football run and then you run into Arizona or you run into some middle-of-the-road at-best team on the road on a Friday night in November. And, well, they got to go to Texas. Too. Yeah, they got to go to Texas. That's not that easy. And I know we're all down on them. Well, with, but... with, uh, with uh, Quinn Ewers, they look, they look different, although, you know, Texas is going to Texas. Like, if we're going to do like they're going to like the Coogan it, why can't we call it Texas? Because they were rolling Oklahoma State, and they managed to let that thing slip away. Sure did. What else do we have here? I'm looking at my notes. We've got, uh, oh, I saw the uh, Iowa-Ohio State score. Real, real quick, yeah. Someone said this This is tells you about Clemson and just wearing a team down. Syracuse had 47 total plays that they ran on offense. That's it? Clemson, they said, had 60 rushing attempts. Whoa. Yeah. So it just you just right. you just got worn out. Uh, Iowa was beating Ohio State seven to three, and I saw the score. <laughs> Were you not watching so that? Would, no, I wasn't going to watch that. I was watching my Jayhawks lose. 
And they, uh, so I see the score on the little, you know, thing on the screen For there. one glorious moment. And I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the final score, 54 to 10. Yeah. yeah. Iowa has 12 turnovers this year and seven offensive touchdowns. <laughs> if I said this because the, the, they hit Stroud, he fumbled, they scooped and scored. Seven to Is three. that what it was? Yeah, it was a, it was a nice play. And then for the next couple, God, like. so Iowa. Iowa was bowing their back a little bit and was holding Ohio State to field goals. And I, at one point, the Iowa punter decided to run a fake for some let's go unknown reason. And well, I guess you can't it, get yards anywhere else. And and it got stopped. And they put them on another short field. And Iowa ah. held them to another field goal. And I sat there and said, if if I was an Iowa defender, I think I would shoot their offensive coordinator in the face. <laughs> and which is fair. Like how frustrating is it to be one of the best defensive units? And every single possession, you are on a short field. That's Be- Kurt Ferentz's kid. That's right? Kurt Ferentz's kid, and there is there's a, a mutiny afoot. What if? Um... Well, the, the the big thing is everyone and their grandmother knows that his offense is the worst and the most unimaginative, and you can't recruit. No one wants to come play offensive football. Well, don't there. they get bad players too? Yeah, like I said, no one, no offensive player wants to go play in that system. But Ferentz has said that when he retires, he's making his son the head coach. Oh, dear. And so they are now saying, like, there is a real mutiny afoot where people are like, we're done with this. We cannot continue to watch this. Make a choice. You know Either that the, happened somewhere else. Uh, yeah, where that that was uh, Kansas State. Kansas State. Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder tried to do that, and they said, nope. Yep. And he ultimately, the people won. Snyder's kid is not the coach. Well, I don't know how. And, and Ferentz keep, like, at one point, I think it was a week or two ago, someone asked Ference after another nine or ten punt performance someone asked him about switching offensive coordinators and Ferentz looked at the reporter dead in the eye and said something to the effect of what good would that do oh my god well he doesn't have any good players so but this this idea of you you have the worst offense maybe in the country would you consider changing OCs? Well, what good could that do imagine his kid it's it's unbelievable so they're averaging 3.89 yards per play Wrap your head Should around. Should I repeat that? Yeah, go for it. For the people driving around? 3.89 yards per play. 12 turnovers and 7 offensive touchdowns this year for Iowa. Maybe, do you think a good idea would be to put their best athlete at punter? It's the How about old, that? Yeah. <laughs> so every time they line up to punt, the af, you know the guy you got to watch is that punter, man. <laughs> they just have Better one. than all the other players. And they were only down, they think they were down by like 10 or something. Because I was flipping back and forth and I'm watching this game. And it was a... Uh, it was like fourth and whatever it was like fourth and four from like their own 30 something. And when they ran that punt and didn't get it, they were showing some of the defenders on the sidelines. And I really thought that someone was going to pull like a, someone was going to pull a last boy scout and they were going to hurt one of the offensive staff or, or maybe the punter. They just were show like as they deject, they just walked out onto the field, like on another 30 yard field against the best offense in the country and you could just see the seething anger just sweep across all of their faces. Well, they proceeded to give up 54, so. Yeah. Well, that's what happens um, when, again, every time you take the field, it's a short field. Two other notes in the walnuts here before we move on. Uh, Mario Cristobal's Miami Hurricanes turned it over eight times uh, <laughs> against Duke. And I'm not kidding. They had eight turnovers. <laughs> So are you happy with this uh, little upgrade from Cristobal to Dan Lanning? Remember when everyone was upset when when Cristobal bailed and what did it say about the Oregon job and, you know, they can't keep a coach? And <laughs> well, in comes a much better coach. <laughs> well, and now Cristobal is having to fend off the, you know, the press because yeah. people are up his keister and 
He's saying he didn't when, like that. He's saying when he got oh no, Cristobal doesn't like being challenged, and and he is now going down the lines of when I got to Oregon, they were four and eight, and it takes time <laughs> to rebuild, and this and that, and I'm like, well, but uh, you're a lot worse now that uh, you're worse than when you got there. So uh, the honeymoon phase officially over then. Over. God, that's awesome. Way way over. Also, uh, Alabama won, uh, but interesting note about them: they beat Mississippi State. Uh, that was their sixth straight win when held to under 300 yards of offense. Really? Can you believe that no- note? Because so how many teams are winning games when they don't even get 300 yards of offense? Well, other than Iowa, because that's the only way they win, um, not many. Well, and I, I, Mike Leach said afterwards that uh, the his players were scared of their uniforms. <laughs> he just said that they was it was in their heads. Hmm. But, yeah, okay. Mississippi State has a pretty good offense, and so for a defense that got uh, their asses whipped – by Tennessee, that's a nice bounce back for Alabama. So just be careful. Be careful ever writing off a team like Bama oh. or Ohio State or Georgia. I think we've or, learned that. Yeah, lesson. Yeah. yeah. There might be a rebound coming. All right. Uh, in the news coming up, four thirty next. Stockwatch. What we're buying and selling from the weekend in sports on ten eighty. The fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's primetime stock watch. What's all the hype? Are Isaac and Soup buying it or calling BS and unloading it fast? Sounds to me like you guys are a couple of bookies. Is the hype accurate or a bunch of hot gas? Before you buy or sell, listen close. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you've got the stock market beat. But the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when his shorts are too tight in the seat. <laughs> Primetime Stock Watch is brought to you by 1-800-DIVORCE. When you need to take stock of your right. 1-800-DIVORCE is on your side. Call 1-800-D-I-V-O-R-C-E today. All right, Buck is back from Cabo, and um, I'm sure it was hard to come back to work today. Yeah, I had the weekend to uh, readjust from, uh, but a, a difficult transition, as one might imagine. Yeah. It's a sneaky, uh, it's a sneaky underrated move. You got to come back and give yourself some leeway. When uh, yeah, react- come back on a Friday, yeah, you got to reacclimate. You can't just come back Sunday night and then wake up, you know, Monday right. and go to work. Right, it's no good. All right, Buck, what do you got for us? What I have for you guys, we're going to start in the world of basketball, where uh, the Lakers off to a tough start, including a loss to the Portland Trail Blazers yesterday. But this circles around one Russell Westbrook in his poor play recently. 
Uh, LeBron asked about it. Here's that exchange. LeBron basketball philosophy-wise, if you're the team with the lead uh, in the final minute, um, is it do you support going for the two for one, or can you be because you already have the lead, um, be more um, selective and sort of take your time with the possession? I don't know. I feel like this is an interview of trying to set me up to say something. Um, I can tell that you guys are in the whole Russell Westbrook uh, category right now. Um, I don't like to lose. I hate to lose at any. I don't care what happens throughout the course of uh, um, the course of my season, uh, throughout the course of my career. I hate to lose, and you know, especially you know the way we had this game. Um, but give credit to Portland. You guys can write about Russ and all the things you guys want to try to talk about Russ, but I'm not up here to do that. I won't do it. I've said it over and over. Um, that is not my. It's not who I am. So. Are uh, we buying or selling LeBron's ability to deflect and answer for Russell Westbrook until the All-Star break? I, I don't know if you're going to get him. I mean, he's already said what he needs to say. You know, at the beginning with the Golden State, you know, game, you know, he said, I don't know if we got good looks or they gave us good looks because we don't have good shooters. He's talked about the way the team's developed. He'll say in his own way that the roster is inadequate and everyone knows it. I don't think you're going to get him to out Russell Westbrook. I don't think so either, but this can't this this kind of dialogue can't keep going on for too much longer before it has to reach a breaking point, right? Can I just say listen, <laughs> listening to that clip, uh I'll put it this way. How do I this is LeBron. How do I say something about Russell Westbrook without saying something about Russell Westbrook? Because you guys are trying to get me to say something about Russell Westbrook, so I will not say something about Russell Westbrook, but I'm sort of saying something about Russell Westbrook. That's about right. He's already, He just said it. That's LeBron. That's classic passive-aggressive LeBron. He said it without saying it. Yes. He's clearly miserable. Look at him. Did you watch any of that? There is a— Dude, he is so miserable. So if you didn't see any of this, right, so the Lakers have this game. The Lakers are up by—were they up by two or were they up by one? They're up one. Until they're they're up one, the and there's about 30 seconds left in the game. The Lakers have the ball. They come down with about 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Again, only 30 seconds left in the game. And Russell Westbrook, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, decided to come down and take a mid-range jumper, of which I believe he was 0 for 9 on the day. <laughs> and he just decides with 17 seconds to shoot a mid-range jumper, and there is a great clip going around. Someone put a side-by-side because Davis and, and, by the way, no one's even underneath the hoop for a rebound because they're all thinking, well, we'll just bleed the clock and he'll go one-on-one. What, so LeBron and AD are like near the three-point line on the other side of the court. There is a phenomenal video of their faces and body language when Russell pulls up and in a stunning development misses that shot. It is Everything you need to know about what they think about Russell Westbrook is written on their faces and they gacked that game away against Portland. Well, I think he was he was trying to get the two for one, but again, that's not his call. Like that, it's LeBron's team, dude. Yes, but that's Russell. Look, if they had a catapult and they could catapult Russell Westbrook to the moon, <laughs> do you think they would do it? Yes. Because now, keep, granted, Russell Westbrook will die. Yes. That's a long, you know, he's like yeah. he's not coming back from that. Yeah. Do you still think they would do it? Because I do. <laughs> I do. Yes. LeBron is so miserable right now. Yeah. So it's it's I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I forget. I even forget what we're buying and selling. Will LeBron just, eventually break and rip Russell Westbrook? Yeah, how, basically, are you no. buying that LeBron can keep this up? Yes, because that's LeBron. <laughs> LeBron 
he did it. He said it without saying it. Yeah. Like you could hear it in there. He's like, I'm not going to talk about him. You guys want me to get to talk about him. He sucks. But, I, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm clear. not going to say he sucks, but you know, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. That's how he rolled. You know. So I think he'll continue to do that. He doesn't really have to call him out. No, we all know. All right. Well, the World Series matchup is now set. It begins on Friday. That's in. My Padres. And after the uh, Astros knocked out the Yankees, one Pedro Martinez had this to say on TBS. In time, I have one question. Yes. For all of New York. Yes. New yeah. York. <laughs> Who's your daddy now? <laughs> I just want to know. I want an answer, and I want it quick. New York. Who's your daddy? Should I, I say love Pedro Martinez. <laughs> it's not Big Papi anymore. It's not me. Who's your daddy? I want to ask New York. Oh my <laughs> so that would be Pedro Martinez asking if uh, the Astros are in fact the Yankees' daddy. Uh, are you buying the Astros as as the winners, or the are you selling the Yankees as the ones who blew that series? They just look that that wasn't real competitive. The Yankees are designed to do one thing: swing from their shoes. They were without a couple guys, and the Astros were just that much better than they were, plain and simple. I don't know how many people went in thinking that New York was Houston's equal. I do think with Philadelphia, as as well as Philly's playing, they got a little bit of that juice. They got a little bit of that magic. Or magic. They were third in their division, and look at them. But Houston on paper is, is just, they're a different beast. And for all of New York's spending, they're not Houston's equal. So this is, you know, this isn't surprising. They are their daddies. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that the Yankees blew that. That's, I mean, the Astros are seven and zero in the postseason, and they've pitched this like this all year. The Yankees hit 160 in the series. Yeah, 160. The Yankees, they're so weird because I was watching a thing today with Buster Olney who was saying that he thinks Aaron Boone will be back because he thinks Aaron Boone is a good manager. And I go back and forth on that because I look at them and go, Aaron Boone must be a good manager because they don't look like a very good team but yet you look at their record and their record was stellar maybe a lot of that's just Aaron Judge but they're kind of like the football giants like they but with Aaron Judge like they you look at them and go man that every time you watch them you're like Clay Holmes sucks and the defense sucks and they're not that good and they strike out all the time and and then you look at their record and they won like 96 games so I don't really understand them but the the Astros were point being light years uh, the Yankees just weren't the Astros are so much better than the Yankees. It's not even funny. Now, the Phillies, different story. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Uh, I'm full go Phillies. One, because F the Astros. But here's my thing. If the Phillies win this, and God willing they will, it means that the Mets are going to win it next year. Because if you look back, with the exception of the stupid Dodgers, that would have meant that the Nationals won it, the Braves won it, the Phillies won Clearly, it means that the Mets next year are going to win the World Series. We're just going through the division. Hey, so the Mets are due. It's your turn. Go Phillies. That's what's in. And next year, it's the Mets. We're just we're taking our turn. Taking our turn through the division. Uh, the Ducks, obviously victorious over this weekend. Some buzz in the Twitter sphere about uh, how soon the Ducks can re-up Dan Lanning. He had oh. this to say after the game. I am so proud right now to be the head football coach at Oregon. The moment I stepped on the quad this morning, I knew today was going to be a special day. That environment from from 6 a.m. or really 4 a.m. this morning all the way to the end of that game was a difference maker for us and certainly appreciate that. Uh, we know his stock is certainly up since uh, getting the Ducks to a 6-1 and record and a top-10 ranking. Are you buying or selling the ability of the Ducks to keep him in Eugene through or, excuse me, to or through his six-year contract? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you have the ability. Do I believe that uh, it's it's possible that he goes elsewhere? I yeah. suppose buy or sell that he is in Eugene through <laughs> yeah, or beyond the six years. There you go. You got to pin Suk down. He'll he'll ride the fence until you pin him no. down. No, no, he's gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, that's what, what I think. What too. we've seen from Oregon and with all the stuff of you know Phil Knight, they don't pay the way other places pay. And my guess is he'll lose Dillingham. Right, you're going to lose some staff. And you can offer Lanning a good chunk of change, but Lanning is so young. He's not a West Coast guy. And if someone comes calling, let's just say, for for instance, let's say Saban retires in, in two years, okay? And they go out and they get Dabo. And Clemson is sitting there, and, and Clemson calls up Lanning and says, would you like to come be the coach for $10.5 million? And Oregon's like, well, the best we can do is 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 five and a half or six. And Clemson says, okay, what about eleven? And by the way, we'll buy you a house. We'll buy you a two million dollar house like Alabama did. And you're in that recruiting hotbed. You have a much easier path to the college football playoff. I mean, look, it's just it's it's hard. It's really hard to keep these guys out west. And maybe Dan Lanning is one of those guys that's different. Maybe he's one of those guys that's going to realize everything he needs is here in Oregon. But as the Pac-12 changes and the money changes, remember, you're going to see a lot of these, 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 especially SEC and Big Ten teams, making $70, $80, $90 million a year. The Pac-12 allegedly could be making somewhere in the $30 to $40, $45 million range on the high end. Uh, Look, I I just think it's going to be tough if he continues to have this sort of success. But let's not put the... You know the the horse before the cart. How many times have we seen coaches come in? I and think it's it? the cart before the horse. Uh oh yeah, cart before yeah. the horse. Yeah, yeah you that. do in fact. Yeah, want you, do, you, want you do. You do want the horse. Cart. Yeah, pulling the cart. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There's that Kansas education. Whoa, what? That's great. Out here catching strays. No, yeah, catching strays. No, BYU. I'm we're, the one that went to Kansas, at, not you. At BYU, we're dumb. We can't figure out a simple analogy. But how many times have we seen a coach after a year and we're just like head over heels in love with him? And then, you know, a couple years later, so let's just all just hit the pause button and enjoy this yeah. and not do this. Either he's the greatest thing ever. Let's give him $72 million lifetime contract, Jimbo Fisher. Let's just let this thing play out for a couple years and see what happens. Okay, a couple things. One, this is all Buck's fault. He is the one that brought this up. I'm with Suk's last comment there. Let's just slow down. Okay, can we slow down? Yes. Slow down. Everybody. Deep breath. However, All right, let's slow it down to just this season, then. No, 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 I'm not done. Oh, 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 excuse no, me. No, I'm just getting started. Okay, then. However, however. Thank you, Stephen A. I have had the thought many times, that dude's gone. Because I think he's special. I mean, I think you are seeing a coach that is... He's a rising star. Dude, he is... He is... A hundred percent is a rising star. And as they continue to recruit, holy S. Like I, I think he can I think he can win Oregon a championship. I think he can win a national championship at Oregon. I feel like he is that good. Because they've gotten close before, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, so you can win a title at Oregon. They've played in two title games within the last what, 10, 15, 15 years. years. Lanning can do that. I don't know if he will, but I think it's gonna be very, very difficult to keep him. He said, now, the one thing working in Oregon's favor is last week we were talking to him and they were wearing the cancer uniforms. His wife had cancer and he said, and she's uh, been cancer free for, I think he said like a couple years. I thought it was more than that. I thought he said like four to five years. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. I think it was like 2016, 2017, something like that. He said before he was 
before she had cancer, he was a ladder climber. Mm-hmm. He admitted that. He said, dude, all I want to do is be at the top of the sport. I want to be the best coach at the best program, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all the way to the top. Not that you can't be all the way to the top at Oregon. Yeah. But like you said, there are some restraints in terms of, uh, you know, pay. Mm-hmm. He said that her cancer diagnosis put things more into perspective, which is maybe part of the reason why Oregon was a good fit for him. It's like, you know what? It does. I don't have to be the head coach at Georgia. I don't have to sit here and wait for Kirby Smart or, um, you know, uh, Nick Saban in Alabama. Sure. I'm going to go to Oregon where I got everything I need, and he has said that. I believe everything he has said so far has been from the heart and true. But I think ultimately, if he's as good as some people think he might be, in five or six years, I don't know how you win the war, the money war. I, I don't know how you do that. It's going to get tough. And it just it's all about timing. It depends on the program. What program opens up at the right time? Because I do think there is going to come a point where Dan Lanning is like the guy. And everybody's talking about, can you get Dan Lanning? Well, 98% of programs will not be able to get Dan Lanning out of uh, Eugene. Yeah. But there are about two, three, four, five programs yeah. that can. Like someone said, Auburn comes calling. I don't believe he's I don't taking know. the Auburn I don't job. think so. No. I, I think you're looking at Georgia. I think you're looking at, if something were to happen with Kirby Smart, I think you're looking at Alabama. Probably an Ohio State Ohio sort State. of thing. Like maybe a Clemson. You know, it's, there's a few programs. The true, Pro, true. Program. Program. Pro, program. Blo- not, yeah. not programs. <laughs> programs. Programs. The blue blood people that are different. And, and I would go SEC Big yeah. Ten because the amount of cash influx that they're going to have yeah. over the next five or six years is is going to lap the Pac-12. Now, that's just two guys' opinions. Yeah. We're idiots. We're wrong all the time. Hopefully wrong. And Dan Lanning can just sit in Eugene and win and everybody's happy. Kumbaya. But, I mean, looking at history of this thing. It's tough. It's really, really tough. And I think he's special. Like, I think he's as good as they've had. You know, Chip Kelly type good where, you know, how, how the hell, he, where'd he go? NFL. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Landing's going to the NFL, but. It's hard, man. It's, um, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to keep those guys yes. that are the talk of. There's of only game. a handful of, of programs or programs, Pro- programs around the country that really don't have to worry about this sort of situation. Even a school like Florida State lost their guy and won a national championship. So this is Buck's fault. Why we're even talking about this. We shouldn't even be talking about this. It's years down the road, hopefully. But uh, so blame Buck. But. Uh, I do not believe that ultimately to circle all the way back to the stock. I do not believe that they will be able to keep Dan Lanning for six years. I hate to say that, but I don't. Oh, are we Fair enough? What are we doing? Done. That's it. We're wrapping. We're oh, we're out. We got a news. We got the news. Whoa. That went fast. The Monday Stock Watch is brought to you by Goldberg Jones. When it comes to divorce, custody, and child support issues, trust Goldberg Jones to help. 1-800-DIVORCE. Phone questions answered. At no charge. Uh, We do got a news next. Here's Buck. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. All right, hello. 
running behind on Monday, per usual. It happens. You guys know that's what we do. It is October 24, 2022. It is time now for In the News. I am your noted newsman. Now, today is a very generic day. It is food day. Okay, so just so, whatever you ate. Food. I had a lovely Hawaiian meal with some shoyu chicken and rice and mac. It was wonderful. Okay. It is also National Crazy Day, which is also very generic. Well, like good crazy or bad crazy? All the crazy. Oh. Well, I think we've all seen enough crazy around the streets. Although, is that insensitive? Is it? Can you not yes. call people crazy? I do believe that's insensitive. Okay. What if they're like really crazy though? Like full on crazy? Isn't that okay? No. I don't think so. No. I mean, it doesn't feel okay, <laughs> but I don't really know the alternative. Like, a, I mean, I'm sure there's a word. Well, about the mentally ill. Yeah, maybe like that. Well, but I think like I, I'll see like a mentally ill person, but then I think there are times you see a person that's crazy, and I think it's okay. It's probably not. I'll probably be canceled for it, but I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, you're uncancelable. Oh, I just heard a break in our headset. Well, where was that on the air or was that in our? Headset? It's probably in our headset. That was just in your headset. This you can push through. Give us a, give us a story, and then we can break. <laughs> this is on the <laughs> a nail biter game. As the Portland Thorns clinched the semifinal victory against San Diego. One of the best goals you'll ever see. I think it was bananas. Um, why I'm bringing this up on ITN, though, is the group outside of the stadium. Are we protesting? No, this is a group that is raising money to buy the team. Oh, for God's sake. They want this. They want it to be a fan-owned team. You realize you're going to have to raise like $700 million? Uh, they said $680 million. <laughs> So a $20 million uh, difference between you and them. I'll let you guys work that out. Do I'm they good. have one of those cool like two-hour goal thermometers that yep. they've like shaded in the yep. first line? That's right. Why are we so dumb? They've So far, <laughs> they have $7 million. So that's pretty good. First off, yes. But can I just say, where is that $7 million going? Because this seems like a scam. This seems like a Trump-esque Send me money. I need it. Hey, yeah. we raised $11 million. Great. Only 600 and whatever, 70 more to go. Well, their shiny new website is Our City, Our Club. It's called OnwardRoseCity.org. And uh, their goal is to have the team sold to them. Well, and they would, you know, obviously, you, have, you know, the, the fans, you buy shares and you'd be an owner. And then you you elect the board of governors or so, whatever. So you want to be the Green Bay and they, Packers. And they harass people. What? The, what? Green, the Green Bay Packers are like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's problem exactly is, what The want. problem is that if someone wanted to do that to, today, um, that's not going to happen. So good luck with that. Well, you know, you're very, you're always like this. You're so pessimistic. It, or right, realistic. Right at the bottom of their website, it reads in big print, you cannot stop us. Yeah, we can't. This says it. No, it says it right here. Well, you cannot stop here's us. here's the thing. You keep, we are the Rose City. Okay, here's the thing. Um. I'm not stopping you. You're not stopping no, you. You can. The billion dollars or so that you have to raise, I don't think you're getting it at 680. I think that's what's going to stop you. So it's not me or anyone else. It's your lack of 800 or 700 or 900 million dollars. So I, I think it's adorable that you're out there raising funds. I think it's pretty awesome that you've raised seven million dollars. But to raise uh, a couple hundred million, oh, and then by the way, uh, get. The, the the league, who last time I checked, it, it's kind of one singular entity, and 
try, I, I doubt that the league wants to deal with a bunch of fans that run that team. I'm going to go ahead and say that that, if you want to point to one thing that will stop you, besides the seven or $800 million, it's that. So, cute effort, everybody. Cute effort. Well, leave it to Big Souk to take a dump on your parade today. Ah, it's hard to be realistic, isn't it? But uh, I believe. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to buy a piece of the team. That's, that's I'm going to send my money in. Send your $15? To onwardrowcity.org. <laughs> Onward Row City. Why don't you put your money towards something that actually is attainable and could actually do something? Tell me what to do with my money. <laughs> uh, weekend quick hits coming up next. We have uh, tornado news. And uh, snow has hit Mount Hood. That's next. It's 448 on The Fan. Yes, that's right. Prime time with Isaac and Suk on 1080 The Fan. That's our show. Uh, by the way, did you catch the big news at the start of the program? Uh, Dusty with the COVID. Yeah. Dusty uh, Hera of uh, Midday Fame. Yeah, he's such a liar, by the way. He has COVID. I told him he had COVID last week, and he insisted that he did not. And sure enough, he ends up with COVID. Big liar. So he was doing his show. I was, I was driving in today. Listening to them, I'm going, boy, he kind of sounds a little stuffy. I'm like, I wonder if he better not be in that seat because we share a seat. Yes. I'm like, dude, that dude. Well, he was here last week at him. spreading his COVID all over the place. And it turns out he was doing the show from home. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace, Dusty Hara. Mm, liar. Uh, this is in the news October 24, 2022. Um, I have a question about this story. We're going to do some uh, weekend quick hits. We had a, um, we had a, a mental situation. Uh, I'm still trying to find the term you know you said you'll be canceled if uh yeah you can't say crazy he calls them crazy yeah what if they're badass crazy mentally people? ill crazy as an s-house rat I having mean, a mental episode sure there was someone having a mental episode at a hosp- hospital in hillsborough over the weekend and the deputy rasseldean mm. rough talk dean he's a git and he stabbed dean the deputy or the... Yeah, the, no, the deputy stabbed the guy. Now, the guy was going for the deputy's gun. He can't do that. He was on a civil hold, this guy, and uh-huh. so the deputy was there. I didn't know he, the deputies carried uh, cutlery. That That's what was going to be my you question. You hear is, about a police stabbing. That was going to be my question is, what does the deputy stab the guy with? Well, I'm assuming a knife. But like, he what? carries a knife? Why? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I, you just you hear about the tase, right? You got the baton. Uh, obviously, you got the gun. I don't really ever hear about the police knife, but I'm assuming, you know, they got that bat utility belt that they wear. Yeah, it's I'm, on there. I'm assuming there's some sort of go-go gadget stabby. Is uh, there a knife on there? I would think so. Yeah, there has to be because there's situations they have to cut out like seatbelts and stuff. Yeah. I just You just never see them go for it because it's really like if you're going to stab someone at that point, lethal force, it's usually you just go to the you yeah. go to the pistola there you never really hear about it no well this deputy uh stabbed him oh um, yeah it says we all carry knives it's a weapon of last resort this from i'm assuming oh, but an gun, officer of the law gun is just like yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, whatever but the, but the, no no last resort the knife <laughs> deals in saying it wasn't a knife it was a tactical knife <laughs> <laughs> the deputy reportedly never lost control of the gun no shots were fired the man was taken to a different hospital and treated for his injuries Ooh. We're hearing uh, from the officers, not just one knife, multiple. Yeah. Most of us have a knife on the, uh, again, the bat utility belt and another one in the pants pocket. Right. Well, do you see the, the dude? They wear to... cargos out there. Oh, you got to have. They're the one group that probably should wear cargo pants. Yeah. You know, they got to you got to put stuff in there. Uh, did you see the dude down in uh, in Texas that shot the two nurses? No. Yeah. You're talking about, a you know, an, an episode. 
my man's in there and he's on uh, he's on house arrest, so he's got the ankle monitor on, and he's allowed to go uh, out and about because his his gal is giving birth in the hospital. So he goes into the hospital to see the birth of his child. I guess while he, there's the 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 girlfriend's in labor and he accuses her of cheating on him and he starts searching the room because he's convinced that some other dude is in the room presumably the guy that's being cheated on at which point he pulls a gun and tells the 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 lady giving birth we're both gonna die here and the next person that walks in the room is gonna get shot too and sure enough the next the two nurses that walked in he shot them both wow yeah so there's a whole thing again mental episode like you're there for the birth of your child and you just happen to be carrying a gun and you decide you know what i'm just shooting the next person that comes in the door and i guess luckily there was a cop right there and he shot the dude in the leg and but the two nurses uh the two nurses passed away unbelievable yeah terrifying yeah it's a horrible horrible story you would think you go from like a happy day from you know hey we're, we're here giving birth to i'm just gonna randomly start shooting nurses in brighter news, uh, weekend quick hits, a Camas man fell to his death 80 feet off the Pacific Crest Trail. Well, that's no good. 33-year-old dude found his body down at the bottom there. I don't mind. Uh, I'll go on a hike maybe three, four times a year. It's not my favorite thing in the world. You know, I got the bum knees. But as long as there's, like, a cool view. But I will tell you, man, some of that, like, you go on some of those trails, especially if it's a little snowy. I'm amazed at how casual some people are. Uh, I'm not saying that's happened here, but... There are definitely some moments where I'm walking along being like, I don't know how safe this is. And then you just see some people just, you know, super outdoorsy dude just cruising through there. Dude's like running the trail. Some scary stuff out there. EF Zero Tornado touchdown at 445 uh, Saturday east of Sandy near a place called Cherryville. Major news. A guy's hair got disturbed and uh, some lawn furniture got blown over. Storm track was 0.8 miles and 250 feet wide. Blew a tree onto a house. Oh, my God. Smart ass. Was it a big tree or is it just like a little? I don't know. You know I didn't see the Was it a sapling? Uh, we also had snow on Mount Hood. I don't I know did, if you've seen that. I did uh, see that. Could be an early ski season. The coming. snow is, well, when is ski season supposed to open? Because I feel like it's been unseasonably warm. Well, last year, well, it's all about just when they get. Yeah. It has been unseasonably warm, but if we get a bunch of snow, then, then start it. let's party. Is that normally in December, November? Well, I think it's different every year, but it's um, last year I feel like we had to wait forever. Yeah. I may be mistaken about that, but. Uh, I feel like, like we talked about that. Yeah, just like it wasn't good. Yeah, I'm not much of a skier, so. I used to be. Not anymore either. Too much of a pain in the ass. I will say that it, I, it's like surfing. I feel like if I could open my door and within yes. 10 minutes be at the mountain or be on the beach, right. I'm all about surfing. I'm all about skiing. Uh, boy, you're asking me to go deal with everything that takes to go up and ski and then the price of it and all that. Ah, it's asking a lot. I would need a cabin right by one of the lifts. Yeah. Where I could just jump out my back deck down some trails and then lift back up to my cabin. My buddy's got one of those. He lives in Vail, and I guess he has that where he can basically ski out his front door to the lift. And yeah. See, you there know. you go. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm in. Well, you see, like, those beach dudes, like, yeah, they, like, get up in the morning and, like, they walk across the street with their board. It's like, oh, I'm right. surfing. Right, as opposed to finding a place to park, yeah. loading up your board. Getting a wetsuit. Yes, getting naked on the street. Fighting a shark off. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. There's your In the News, guys. October 24, 2022. Uh, the Hot 5 at 5 is next. Boy, do we have a lot of news today. Uh, Oregon in the Rankins. Uh, the Blazers play again. 
The World Series is set. We have an update on all the NFL injuries. And, my God, we have a lot of news. Uh, another quarterback in the NFL benched. Oh, I saw it. Let the Sam Ellinger <laughs> era, it has become. I, I prefer the P.J. Walker era myself, but, you know, each their own. Um, and our NFL Week 7 Wasabi is coming up. It is 459 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 